and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. One more for this week, and then we will uh, uh, see you on Monday. I guess the way we will uh, handle this is that, you know, by Monday, there will have been one more of the January 6th hearings to be held later Thursday afternoon. And uh, as you know, Britt, the only thing that matters are uh, the ratings and the popularity and by TV parlance, the fact that this show has been extended to go on into July, more episodes that means it's a hit, right? When, when you, get the, you get that order from the network for more episodes, you're all set. Boom. I think today, Boom. as we speak, they're going to concentrate on uh, Trump's influence, trying to get the Justice Department to be his gazpacho force, if I may use Marjorie Taylor Greene. That, that, that could fail badly, Britt. I don't, I don't <laughs> see any evidence of that. I don't know where they're going to come up with. Meanwhile, this is breaking news that Jeffrey Clark, asshole from the Justice Department, uh, formerly the Justice Department, federal authorities apparently searched his home today. We don't know why. We don't know what they were looking for, but apparently they went into his house and started looking for stuff. So right. they, they were looking for bad hair pieces that he might wear when no one can see him. <laughs> yeah. It remained yeah. unclear so, so according is, to New York that, Times. Is that officially the Gestapo goon squad jackbooted thugs? That's right. uh, uh, is that how that's going to be answered? It remained unclear exactly what the investigators may have been looking for. Mr. Clark was central to President Donald J. Trump's unsuccessful yeah. effort in late 2020 to strong arm. Boy, that's some that's not journalistic uh, language there. Strong arm the nation's top prosecutors into supporting his claims of election fraud. The, the streams that they're following right now on the committee are are this this thing with the Justice Department using him, Trump trying to use them for his own personal gains. You saw the other day the detrimental um, actions of Donald Trump that he had on election officials, mostly Republicans, in states like Georgia, Arizona, but also other places as well. I want to set forth the various streams here. The other one is this fake elector shit, which you've seen Ron Johnson heavily implicated in that, right? And then we've got whatever this documentary that uh, Alex Holder is going to show to the committee, and possibly we're going to see some of that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think we have unfinished business uh-huh. on on the uh, the Rusty Bowers. I would still vote for Trump after all that yeah. was done to me, to my family, right? Uh, with my dying daughter living in our home, uh, being attacked, being. Uh, the uh, word of the day, the peewee word of the way, strong-armed by by uh, thugs like Rudy Giuliani. Um, but after all was said and done, and uh, he did the right thing and resisted trying to overturn the election or go along with the Arizona version of the Green Bay sweep, and presenting himself as a very, very earnest honest, decent American who did the right thing in the right moment, then coming out and saying, but if Trump is on the ballot in 2024 against Joe Biden, I have to vote for Trump. And uh, I've been uh, checking around. I've been listening. I've been watching. And uh, as you might guess, that is not an outlier point of view by a lot of uh, people in this country. 
a lot of Republicans. Um, they, quote, understand what he's saying. Trump's policies were fantastic up until right. COVID, then maybe right. a problem. But up until then, this guy, he did all the right things, and, and I would vote for him in 2024. They are justifying. The, if you can just put aside the personal quirks of Donald Trump, this guy accomplished a lot, and I would I'm have sorry. to vote for him, especially since Joe Biden has brought the country to the brink of complete collapse and of Quirks. course, the story would be in a campaign that only Donald Trump again could rescue America yeah. as uh, Donald Trump did from the clutches of a possible Hillary Clinton disaster. Thank God we didn't get her. Ooh. Quirks? <laughs> yes, quirks. Fomenting insurrection and an attack on the Capitol? That's a quirk. Right. right. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you got to have a a snappy, clever phrase to describe that phenomenon. It's not just that, well, they're all in a cult, okay? Uh, they're, they're all showing fealty to Donald Trump, all those kind of things. No, I'm going to call it Trump home syndrome, Trump which, Holmes. of course, is a play off the old Stockholm syndrome. Sure, sure. Stockholm syndrome is a very, very famous um, uh, phenomenon where when you're held captive— uh, over time, you start to sympathize with your captors. You start to understand what they are doing. And and, and this is not to uh, say that when you see a hostage tape and somebody has a gun to their head and they're, they're reading things that are anti-American or pro whatever the terrorist group is, that's not, that's not Stockholm syndrome. This is for real. This is for real. Uh, it was talked about, for instance, during the uh, Patty Hearst kidnapping, right. that she may have been a, uh, a victim of that. She took on the persona of her uh, captors, the uh, Symbionese Liberation Army, the, the SLA. And, you know, uh, I have a lot of their old uh, stationery. And oh, yeah. you know, they, they were good marketers. I like uh, their, uh, their first album. I thought they kind of sold out after that. Right. So... Uh, let's update that and we'll call it Trump home syndrome because clearly these people are choosing they're they're consciously choosing now and it's been bad enough for the last well seven years we're, we're seven years into this because um, it was what June of 2015 that he came down that that escalator. Uh, so we're seven years into it. Um, these people are now making a choice with all the knowledge that we have that this person was ready and was willing and was trying and was plotting and conspiring to overthrow the United States government, to nullify an election, to keep himself in power. With all of that, and you still believe that the politics and the policy is more important than keeping 230 years of Democratic small-D rule in the United States, where the loser of the election says, I lost, congratulations, I concede. That's all out the window now, because no matter what happens, Donald Trump must be the next president. You're, you're with him on that, because remember, 
folks who uh, are going along with, say, the Rusty Bowers view of the world, that no matter what Trump has done, he should be given another shot and I would vote for him, that uh, no matter what he has done, it does not matter that talk about caring more about your party than your country. Talk about caring more about personal ambition than your country. Well, can you top that? You can't top it. This is the worst that it, it's just beyond anything. It, Urban Dictionary just, Urban Dictionary me. defines Trump home syndrome as a psychological phenomenon first described in 2016 in which intelligent, rational, empathetic, and compassionate Americans who did not vote for Donald Trump during the presidential election of 2016 express empathy and sympathy and have positive feelings toward President Donald Trump, sometimes to the point of defending and identifying with him as his agenda. Urban Dictionary has had this uh, on the book since November of 2016. I did, wow, I, I didn't know that. But you know what, Britt? That definition is obsolete. Yeah, kind of. It's got to be updated. It needs that, to be updated. That, the, the definition, yeah. put it back up there, because doesn't it say people who didn't vote for Trump? Correct. Yeah. It is the, it no. is Americans who did no. not vote for Donald Trump during the presidential election then come over and start defending him is what they're saying. Uh, all right. So that that's not relevant to what we're talking about now. We're talking about people who supported remember all the people that are testifying were supportive of trump they voted for him yeah every person that's testifying over the last few weeks has been a supporter so um i guess what i'll do is and, and i did not know that, that that obviously i would have said what i said if i would have thought there was some you know previous uh person who who came up with it please don't sue me for plagiarism well, these uh, I mean, it is the Urban Dictionary who try to convince you that the donkey kick is part of sex in America. So I don't know if right, right. I don't know if you should feel that but, bad. But the, the, well, I guess we should we might want to call this. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Now, in Munchausen syndrome. Correct. Right. You're familiar with what with what that is. Right. right. That's where um, uh, there's you a couple me- different versions of it. There's right. there's Munchausen syndrome and there's Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Uh, which are two different things where, uh, you know, the mother kills the, the, the child and uh, I guess pretends that, that they were doing the child a favor and didn't know they were doing any. It's, cra- it's crazy stuff. Yeah, you're so making the child sick, yeah, them? mostly. Yeah, yeah, you let your child get sick and, and you know. Uh, can we call this Trump-Housen syndrome by proxy? Trump-Housen syndrome by proxy. I don't know if that makes any sense. It probably <laughs> doesn't. I'm, I'm That's crying, cute. But, That's funny. Right. Right. But but I you tell me how we get our arms around that idea that even a person who you know, this this is like John McCain coming back from Vietnam, getting off the airplane. It can barely walk. Right. His arm doesn't work anymore. He's been a prisoner of the North Vietnamese for five or six years and. He's asked, well, what was it like? And he starts spouting North Vietnamese propaganda. He's on their side. They had a point. I'm gonna go watch a I'm gonna go watch a Jane Fonda movie and hang out with her for a little while because she had it. She nailed it. it Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole the whole thing. I mean (laughs) That's funny. I I I don't know. I don't what what's there to say? What is there to say about 
folks. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, again, and for those people that have been frustrated with Merrick Garland, here you clearly see that the Justice Department is is doing doing its thing. They're they're putting things in motion. They're watching what's happening. Um, you know, it, it takes a while to put. It just feels shitty that we have a deadline because the Republicans, speaking of right. killing something in vitro, you know, we've only got about six or seven months to go before they just kill this thing in vitro, right? Well, but I. I we're, we're having a discussion we've already had, but we'll have it again here. Uh, number one, weeks ago, I said, Merrick Garland is not in a coma. He's paying attention no. and he's yeah. crossing the T's and dotting the I's for the very simple reason that if he were to jump the gun and start charging people willy nilly like a Donald Trump appointed attorney general at the end of his uh, term might do um, and go and lose cases in court, that would be the worst thing possible. So he's taking his time. And you know what? He has the time. He is not tied to the election cycle. I'll say it for the 50th time. It doesn't fucking matter if the Republicans have 435 seats in the House and 100 senators. Merrick Garland and the Biden Justice Department roll on for another two full years so he has more it, it, it there's a sense of urgency here because of what's going on with the congress sure the minute the republicans would possibly take over the house of representatives in november you know come january 3rd of course those committees go away but so what that's why you're extending the run of the show right now into mm. july and that's a good six months before next uh next january so everybody relax about that portion of it uh, what, about, what about hunter biden what are they gonna do about hunter biden but, but you know Britt, i i believe that that the wolf blitzer might need to uh file a plagiarism suit because really the january 6th committee is the governmental personification of his introduction each afternoon to the situation room where he yeah. would say new information is coming in all the time to the situation room <laughs> we'll keep you up to date remember that shit? it was bullshit yeah. was okay there this is no really is true in this that. in this bullshit. case it's true in this case it's actually right. true in this case it really is true and um uh this has to be driving and it should be driving the democrats it should be and it is driving trump nuts and it's driving all of the people who have reason to believe that they're the next ones, like Jeffrey Clark, the uh, would-be attorney general, yeah. uh, that they're going to get a knock on their door. Because yeah. these people were all in on it. These people were all in on it. And uh, just for fun, just for a moment here, um, and was uh, Trump 0 for 61 or, or 0 for 60 in the court cases? No, they won They won one meaningless one in Pennsylvania that didn't help them or change anything. So there was like, it was one for 63 or something like that. Okay. All right. So, so 60 strikeouts and one walk. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, the walk doesn't count for your batting average. So it doesn't really matter. No. Right? It doesn't help your batting average. It's as if you never got up to bat uh, at all. And with all the evidence, all the evidence that we have, that everything that 
was being said that the election was fixed, that uh, uh, people were coming in with suitcases of ballots. Ballots were oh, being yeah. dumped. They were, they were f- coming in from the sky. Peter Pan was dropped, right? And so that, that was all bullshit. You would think, you would think that the investigative side Republican version would be already uncovering real people in the government of the United States who are Democrats who were in on this plot to steal the election from where where, where are those people uh, where, why have they not been identified and how good were they how good were these Democrats to have just coincidentally picked seven states right five in particular to cheat Donald Trump only off of the top of the ballot while having Republicans win below him. I don't know if you, did you see the calculation that was done? I, I'm sure it was done a long time ago. I didn't see it till yesterday because it brought it up in the context here that in Georgia, when you total up all the votes for all the congressional races in Georgia, what do they have, like 15 or 16 electoral votes? They, they have a lot. Right. They have more than us. Right. Uh the Republican congressional candidates collectively got about 35,000 more votes than Donald Trump. And Trump lost the state by, what was right. it, 10,177? 11,000 and something, yeah. Right. right. So that's the ball game. That was on the margins. Donald Trump fucked it up so badly, was such a dick that there were, what, 30 or 40,000 Georgians, probably rock-rib Republicans who voted Republican in their congressional district for their congressperson, but then did not pull the lever for Donald Trump for president. And that's why he lost that state. That's the the, uh, so-called cheating that Donald Trump thinks went on. No, that was a conscious decision by lots of people. Not that many, but enough. Because, you know, we that's our system. Well, they also, the Democrats targeted those states that generally had Republican secretaries of state and governors, too. So it was really an ingenious plot by the Democrats. <laughs> that's, really, a super right. ingenious to have them right. carry right. forth yeah. everything. Right. Right. Yeah, it, take what you just said and, and, and triple it. Because obviously the Democrats knew that the Republican secretary of state in Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, would definitely be the guy that would tell Trump to fuck off. Exactly. He never tried to, 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 to call him up and ask. So pretty, pretty savvy by the Democrats, right? And wait till we find out the real truth here. Don't you, it's so stupid. Don't you think if the Democrats were that good, they would have shoved through a lot of this shit already? Like they would have gotten, the, they would have been able to grab all the guns and melt them down and turn them into statues of Hillary Clinton or whatever. Don't you think if they were that good, they would have been able to do all that shit? Yeah, we have all the all the stuff we want, all the guns to be melted down and turned into statues. Exactly. Don't you think they would have already been able to uh, replace all the white people already if the Democrats were that good? No. <laughs> like it's alleged. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. uh, big win for the Second Amendment today, Brad, as the Supreme Court striking down a New York law limiting guns in public. The major component of this was in New York. If you wanted a concealed carry permit, you used to have to go to the sheriff in your county and demonstrate some sort of need for that. Supreme Court said, no, 
none of that. It's being criticized by a number of officials, including the president of the United States, which says it's not only unconstitutional, it goes against the Constitution. It goes against common sense, Brad. Well, you know, we, we, we saw this one. We, there's not a surprise that this was the this is the ruling. And it's also not a surprise that the most vociferous prick justice, Clarence Thomas, wrote the uh, most assholish defense of the decision that, in my opinion, made absolutely no sense because he makes the case that it's so clear that this ruling, which essentially is originalism on, on, on steroids, which is if, if they didn't talk about it specifically in 1791, then you can't run with it in 2022. And, and since um, the Constitution in and of itself didn't say the state of New York uh, 200 years later right. should have the uh, ability to check people who want to conceal carry permits, which I'm, I'm sure that was a phrase that existed back in the 1790s also. <laughs> what the fuck could you have concealed in 1791? What would you have been able to do? Is that a musket in your, in your trousers, or are you happy to see me? <laughs> even, yeah. like, even some fat ass like uh, Benjamin Franklin would have been able to conceal a firearm under his coat or something, would he? Maybe. Right, right, right. So the... The uh, idea here is that uh, uh, we're going to justify essentially all guns all the time. Give us 22 minutes and we'll give you a gun. There you go. <laughs> <The> radio slogan. <laughs> um, that there should be no there should be no restriction. But what this really does, it's even worse in terms of the narrowness of the ruling as it appears. It it makes it pretty difficult to put any regulations in place regarding firearms everyone can be challenged and they can say well look at that ruling that that was just made in 2022 by the supreme court and isn't it ironic is it not i guess it is that this ruling comes one day after the united states senate uh agreed yeah to some gun control measures long sought after by lots of folks, uh, not the most stringent things, not the most difficult things, but something, right? Under the uh, do something mantra. What looks like it's going to pass, what looks like it's going to pass, they're going to give the states some money to help out with the red flag stuff. They're going to further investigate right. the 18 to 21 year olds. They're just a, a few, again, I would say, I hate to use the, the phrase, but common sense things that a, a great number of Americans, the majority of Americans, even Republicans, have said, yeah, I, I agree to that over many, many years. Right. And, and if, if you just pull back for a minute and you look at what has just or is about to pass in the Senate and, and you know, Joe Biden will sign it and, and 14 Republicans. And by the way, when you see the makeup of the 14, I think six of them are retiring you know, uh, seven of them don't run again until 2026. In other words, these are the uh, least likely Republicans to have to face uh, backlash instantly from voters who will be quickly reminded of, of how 
these Republicans went along with the gun grabbers, the anti-Second Amendment commies who want to take away all of your guns and uh, send them to Britt Whitmire, who would melt them down and turn them into statues of uh, the Oakland Raiders uh, all-star lineup of 1968. No, I was thinking more of an Eddie Vedder, but that that, that would work, too. That'd be good. Yeah, but uh, uh, just, there are two ships passing in the night. They, they, they really are. Um, and so if we're gaining some sense of sanity with the new federal legislation, then we're going more insane by telling the states, which represent, I believe, about 25% of the country, that includes New York, um, that laws like the one that has just been struck down saying that you got to show a real reason to be able to conceal, to, to have concealed carry in your county, right? Don't they usually do this county by county where the, correct. the county sheriffs have, have the right? That's know? correct. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a wash. We're really not any further down the line because whatever kind of, uh, r- restrictions or intelligent investigation of people or uh, telling you that, that boyfriends, not only husbands, uh, when they commit domestic violence, shouldn't have access to a weapon. You know, that may be counteracted by the, uh, uh, you know, what, what was done um, uh, today by the Supreme Court versus the, the legislation. And did you see um, uh, Justice uh, Samuel von Fuckface Alito. <laughs> yeah, he's pissed. Who who wrote already a pre-fuck you rebuttal to soon to not be justice anymore, Stephen Breyer, who wrote, and I always love this word, a thundering dissent uh, against the the ruling. And Alito, who is you want to talk about legislating from the bench if you if you read what alito said i mean he may as well have been an, an elected judge from some small southern town just just carrying out whatever the uh, the rednecks in town want because he he leans on to justify well uh, it's funny you should bring up buffalo because there's not one thing in the concealed carry law of uh, the state of new york that did or would have prevented this guy from doing what he wanted to do. So that's that's always the defense of never doing anything, because you can't prove that by doing anything, you could have prevented what just happened. And since it's impossible to prove a negative, uh, you know, you didn't get shot on the streets of Greensboro last weekend, Britt, um, because someone somewhere didn't have a gun, and, and you can't prove that. So therefore whatever kind of restrictions are in place, they don't mean anything anyway, right? That's right. right. That's right. Like, I, you, know, you don't get, run, uh, you know, speeding laws. Why do we get rid of those? Okay. Well, the answer is because we know that if on a city street, if uh, someone is driving 35 or 40, whatever the lower speed, they have a much better chance of stopping as opposed to no speed limits at all, and someone's driving 80, you're going to get run down. So I can prove to you that speed limits work. It's kind of a, a rough way to to describe it. Um, so I'm I'm still alive. So let's keep those those things in place. Um, 
We got we got that one on Thursday and, and uh, Friday, the last day of the week and the last day of the term. Now they'll, they'll roll out the um, uh, abortion ruling. That uh, I figured they would do that and, and take out the trash moment there at the end. Try to sneak that one in before the weekend, right? No, it's not a take out that Brit. That's no, that's not how it's. That's but not that's how exactly they do it. They how always, take out the trash. No, they always. You're you're just a hundred percent wrong in this. They always leave the yeah. most anticipated ruling for to the Friday. Last. It's not because. It happens to be Friday, and you go by everything that Fred Silverman said about TV oh. in 1972. We take, take out, out the trash. trash. No, it's no. no. You're supposed to postpone this thing until like next. Is it supposed to be next Friday? Because you need to get the, the Fourth of July thing in there. You can kind of tuck it in there and try to see if you can kind of sneak that it, one by the it, American people. This ruling would not matter if they released it on the moon. At three o'clock in the morning, cars at three in the morning. Yeah, it, it, it's not going to be overlooked because of the time of day or the day of the week. But how's the? I just want to know how the how is the uh, leak investigation going? I mean, we had this terrible leak, which is the worst thing that's ever happened. And have we? Do we have any? It seems like there'll be a finite number of suspects. Have we brought forward a, a, a body, a person, a name? I need names. Give me the names. Have we found anyone responsible for this horrendous leak, which destroys the foundation of, of one of our great institutions, Brad? I think it's going to be one of those situations, like so many things, where you, you look up the population of something, and, and they've got it from 2020. It's like two years old. It takes forever to, to, to put up new information. So it could take a long time. But a lot of people are going to have to be interviewed yeah, to find out who, who put it. We haven't this, uh, uh, this information. We haven't talked about this much. I'd like to get into this because we've had a few days uh, for all of this stuff to to marinate, and people certainly have seen this story that the uh, Chief Pete Arredondo in uh, Uvalde, Texas, has been put on administrative leave. Now, fortunately for him, he still gets to keep his seat on the city council, Brad. So he'll be able to make all sorts of rulings and make all sorts of uh, problems there. But they finally decided that uh, perhaps it'd be a good idea for Chief Pete Arredondo to take an administrative leave. I think it'd be a great idea for him to shut the fuck up because uh, at some point you got to stop digging. You may have seen some of the, it's now open warfare between the Uvalde city council and the De Texas department of public safety. Uh, I believe that they're now just calling each other liars about what happened to that elementary school. There's the uh, headline from CNN Uvalde mayor slams the state agency investigating the school massacre, says the elementary school building will be demolished. I believe that's Rob Elementary School. They're just going to tear that thing to the ground. Um, you know, I, I'm sort of a fan of studying messaging and communication. This will be maybe the Vietnam of messaging. This is really one of the worst examples of, of doing that in the history of the world. Uh, going, I'll just give you a couple of the, the, some of the details that have come out this week are amazing. I believe the Department of the Texas Department of Public Safety is now finding that the, the door to the classroom was not even locked. I believe that was one of their findings. But um, even worse than that, they, <laughs> they 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 were they were waiting for a key. Yeah. That that they didn't need. They didn't need to go right in. They could have just opened the door. Correct. And but you know, I, I guess my take is you know, this stuff isn't supposed to happen in Mayberry, okay? <laughs> and if it when it did if it did happen in Mayberry, yeah. And Barney Fife is in charge. 
he wouldn't be of the department to go in there chances are you're not going to get a very good outcome this is not to say that uh, if this would have happened in dallas or san antonio big city departments that the outcome would have automatically been different but i'm thinking that it would have that i'm i'm, I'm thinking that the the uh, training that they get in larger cities is is probably better and more suited to these types of of situations that doesn't excuse anything that happened because uh, if if anything this is now a wake-up call to every mayberry in america yeah but uh you've you've got to get your shit together but um uh the the uh the finger pointing and the lying and the cover-up is just you know off the charts it's it's uh almost impossible to follow but uh i would would pull back and just say one more thing so what does it take to get fired uh when you're in charge of something like that but what does it take administrator is he still getting paid i think he's gonna be yeah i think he's he's on a paid administrative leave right now yeah yeah because we don't want him to suffer financially. oh yeah it's not fair uh among other things chief Arredondo, i think everybody has heard by now that he shows up without a radio which we've used I think for about 110 years to communicate in this country, uh, the excuse given, Brad, among other things, that Peter, that the chief Arndado said was he he needed his hands free for service weapons. That was literally what the man said. This is part of my stop digging strategy. You know, if there was only some way to affix the radio to the uniform of the officer so that they would be able to operate in a hands free manner. Maybe sometime in the next 20 or 30 uh, years, we'll figure out a way to do that. Oh, I, I know. We, we, we can second-guess the details, but I think it's just the broad idea that – and I've heard this discussion several different ways. You know, police officers, they're, they don't go to boot camp. They're not Marines. They're not Army members. Police officers – particularly now, very often, could be um, well-educated people. They get their training for a couple of weeks, a couple months at the police academy, and it is not military training. It's not. It's it's not what you would be trained for if you're going to have to go house to house in Kabul or anywhere else in 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 iraq it's just not that kind of training and you know far be it from you or from me to say what we would do in that situation but but clearly the level of, of of training didn't tip to the side of what i believe is now the rule across the country regardless of the training in the police department, which was started right after Columbine, which is what, over 20 years ago. Yeah, 1999 was Columbine. Right. Situation like this, rule A is do whatever it takes as quickly as you can to neutralize the gun person, no matter what it takes. And that could involve risking your life. And it seems impossible to believe that you could have 22 people standing there, whatever the number was, Mm -hmm. all of whom said, well, I didn't risk my life for this shit. (laughs) Fuck, that that guy's got got gun. That that seems impossible to believe. So something, something really broke down there. 
really, really badly. And I think the combine, Texas Department of Public when Safety. Combine, when you combine that, when you combine that with the nine one one calls from the kids inside the building, right? It, it, it's just, it's just impossible. I think the Texas Department of Public Safety is saying that they've received the proper training. They just didn't follow what they were taught. I think that, uh, is, that is what they're alleging. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? They, uh, I'm sorry that I was being so generous there and and, and saying that uh, maybe they didn't have the, the the proper preparation. So now you're you're left with you you mean you have 22 cowards every um, damn one nobody wanted to break with with whatever was the group think of the moment which is let, think, let's wait let's let's wait this out i think the part of this is there was a huge failure in leadership i think arandondo i mean the finger should be pointed directly at him i think that was part of the problem and for those of you that are fans of gun grabbers they had at least one off-duty officer who had a gun and was willing to go in because his wife was a teacher at the school they cordoned him off to a separate room, and then they took his gun away from him. So for those of you that are worried about the Democrats taking your gun away, here's a situation where this guy had his firearm confiscated yeah, from him. And he, he, he was a police officer. He's trying to use the weapon. Yeah. Professionally. Yeah. I, I find, I mean, I right. just, I, I find, uh, obviously, the, the they continue to dig and dig and dig, and now... He has willful accomplices in the city council in Evaldi, Arredondo does, who will apparently back him to the hilt. And now you have the state agency Good against luck. the town. They're just go they're they're going at it against each other. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Good luck. There there is uh, somewhat of a of an ironical twist to this in that it did happen in Texas. All right, where those of us who live far away from Texas and all we know is the, the uh, self-professed myth of Texas. They don't mess with Texas. Right. We've got uh, guns everywhere and we've got a lot of loose laws uh, concerning guns. And we're passing looser ones all the time that uh, in the moment where firepower was the answer, it really was the answer. This was about 22 good guys with guns, and not one of them stepped forward to confront the bad guy with the gun. So that should shut that whole thing down forever, don't you think? That's that a lot of – down. The, yeah, the good guy with a gun theory really takes a hit on this one. Really takes a <laughs> – really. Well, well, first of all, there's nothing to, to hit it with because it has no validity to begin with. Because remember, Correct. the first person to say that was – it was Wayne fucking LaPierre. Right. Okay. Uh, 25 years ago. And now politicians like Ted Cruz speak it like it's their their birthright, that it's the answer to all all problems. I bring that up in the context of and again, um, um, we're going to mess here with the don't mess with Texas idea. And uh, uh, side note, uh I'll, I'll I'll give you the floor here. What do you think of the uh, Archie Manning grandson, the Peyton Manning, yeah, uh, uh, Eli Manning nephew, great quarterback, most recruited quarterback in America in high school, going to Texas to play football? Not not at uh, what uh, LSU, no. not at Ole Miss or Tennessee uh, Alabama. or Alabama. No, right, right. Where the, the, the what? What do you think of that choice? Arch Manning, who is the son of Cooper Manning, which is the oldest of the Manning kids, right. uh, deciding at the University of Texas. I, I would expect that the death threats from the old Miss fans should start immediately. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That, that is the 
that that is so sickeningly true. Okay, because <laughs> now everybody gets death threatened for everything. But uh, you, you, I'm sure you you saw this, and we we let it slide this week. I'm, we're at the end of the week, and we just talked about the the uh, uh, the shooting and the aftermath. But in the state of Texas, you know, they had this big confab last weekend and put out a new Texas platform of insanity for the Republican Party. And it's, uh, I don't want to say, uh, let's see, uh, President Biden, not legitimately elected. That's right. in quotes. That's what they said. Uh, Texas, should it continue as a state? Don't know. But they said, and this is in their platform, Texas retains the right to secede from the United States. And the Texas legislature should be called upon to pass a referendum consistent thereto. So just think about what that means. Right. Just think about that. What and by, and by the way, that whole secession thing that was that rocked the first time. Oh, kill it, kicked ass! Right? It, it, it was a great idea then. It's a great idea now. It's like when you know when mom told you to clean up your room in 1746. It was a good. It's still a good idea when mom says, "Clean up your room." And it, you pick a topic: race, education, uh, health, LGBTQ rights, repeal the Voting Rights Act. Sure. Let's do it. We're Texas. We don't. So wrap that around the story oh. of two dozen children almost being murdered yeah. and the teacher and yeah. guns and the Supreme Court. Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's horrible. It, it's just it's a horrible way to end the week. It Do you is. have any good comedy to end here? Because I, 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 this is really a, just a... Well, these people, again, the, the people who uh, don't know, don't follow college football, the kid's not going to Texas this year. He's, he's just a, he's, this is senior year, so he's not going to 2023. Oh, been, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I, this is, he's coming up on a senior year in, in wherever he lives down in Louisiana or whatever. So, oh, yeah, okay. no, he's been, they've been looking at him ever since he was, uh, well, you know, second trimester. Uh, so... <laughs> Arch Manning is yeah. So they they I would expect they I would expect uh, a lot of death threats, a lot of ugliness, a lot of awfulness. Well, 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 so so they were after him since he was a preborn quarterback. Is that right? Is that that is that correct? And and if it was up to you and your jackal pack, he would have been aborted. He would have been just killed right in the womb. Right, right. Uh, okay, I'll give. I'll, I'll let you take the last shot here. You must have seen the story that uh, Ohio State. Yeah has uh, won the trademark rights yes. to the word the in front of <laughs> the Ohio State University for the purposes of uh, all merchandising and the rest. But they've, they've, they've trademarked the word the. So yeah. we're just about running out of common use words that can be gobbled up for profit in a corporate sense. So, you know, wh what words are left? It, uh, the letter A, uh, <laughs> what's left? My my punchline was not to be outdone. Duke has trademarked the assholes. <laughs>